0: Your source for Warhammer Underworlds and under thirty double supports that you're actually happy to see on the dice. I'm Davey, your host, and with me is my co-host Phil. How are you, Phil? Hey, doing pretty good. And we have, at this point, almost an honorary co-host in his own right, uh, Matt uh, from Set the Tempo. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks All for right. having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. This was kind of an idea that we hatched. Uh, I pitched to you and you were on board was to have kind of a content creator death match. And, uh, you had, uh, done an article. I I quite enjoyed with the, uh, building, uh, building the truth seekers. So we did the other side of the box and thought we'd run those two decks against each other. And since, uh, since the thought process behind the creation of those two decks is out there for the world to see either on uh, a podcast or a blog, depending, um, then, uh, this will be kind of a stress test on it and then our, our thoughts uh, on those decks moving forward uh, so we can kind of see how uh, plan met reality. So that's what's in store for you today. Uh, for context, this is uh, we're recording on Wednesday the 10th of November. You'll be hearing this uh, in uh, a few more days than that. I think uh, Monday the 15th. Um. No new news. We still know there's a pirate ogre out there, unless I've missed something, guys. Is there?
2: Is there something I've missed? Uh, no, I haven't seen anything. I think. Okay. And, and no cards or anything. So.
1: I yeah. guess the only other thing is just you know, uh, kind of the naming of the the first rivals that coming out.
0: Oh yeah. might. Yep. Yeah. All right. Get ready for some illusions. Um, but yeah. it'd be fun to see. I am actually pretty excited to see that, see, uh, what, uh, what lessons they took from the, the first one they ever tried, um, and see what they do. I, it seems like a tremendous challenge is to create a, um, a universal rivals deck. Uh, I think the more of them there are out there, like the, more you know, cause if there's only one, then most people are not all that interested in it maybe you know like a lot of war bands can't use it but uh the more there are out there the more they can like build something that's usable by different archetypes
1: and stuff so i think that's that's the key to me with with the decks is like you know starting to see different archetypes as opposed to just kind of a mishmash yeah um, absolutely and i hope that's what we see
0: yeah i mean you see it in other other games that have this deck building component is like pre-builds that are you know a particular way so um yep. there's unique challenges with this uh miniature matchup but that's where we're at um we have uh we have a couple games we're gonna try to get through if if uh if we bog down too much we'll we'll cut it off at one but we'll try and do two uh so we're gonna kind of cut short some of our usual parts i just wanted to do a quick community shout out i i just caught up on the latest path to glory today and uh it reminded me that um we didn't really talk much about the the drop of the uh, or or slash at all about the drop of the um, errata and that sort of thing. Um, they do True. a good job of of covering that. Um, and so if you wanna if you wanna kind of dive into that, that's a good place to take a look. Um, some of the stuff about match play and uh, designers' commentary and all that sort of thing. So uh, it was a fun episode. They got Jason Murray on from uh, Battle Mallet. Uh, they're still figuring out if they're going to do more recording down the line, but uh, hopefully, hopefully yes. Um, So there's that. And then I want to shout out uh, to all the new folks, whoever, whoever you may be out there that are getting into this, um, that, that particular path to glory episode was talking about rivals and how it was uh, a format that was kind of bringing some people in. And I think we've even seen that a little locally, like uh, Marty is a, a local of ours that, uh, has kind of dabbled at the edges, but it was either easier for him to kind of jump in and get some practice games with, uh, with rivals. So, um, we've seen some people on the discord that are working up towards playing. So shout out to like countess Elias Neonat. I don't know how to say some of these names that are on there. (laughs) Um, so, you know, that specifically, but in the, in the general broader sense, and then, uh, the flip side of that are all the folks out there who are taking the time, uh, to expand our, uh, our community by doing the uh, practice games and our local that happened to be Skyler on our last, uh, last time he, he took the time out to do kind of a a teaching game for uh, somebody who is just checking it out. And so taking the time to do that, um, anyone who's doing that, you're awesome. And thanks for doing it. So uh, Uh, sure that covers the community shout outs We're going to jump in as a reminder, if you want to uh, take a look at these decks, um, they're available in our previous episode or on Matt's blog. Uh, and I'll try to have the uh, links to those in here so you can bring them up and look o- alongside. Um, we pretty much, if you were to give like a two sentence summary of your deck, Matt, like what, what, what is your je- deck generally trying to do and take advantage of with respect to the truth seekers, uh, natural abilities.
1: Uh, it's going to run into enemy territory, hit the opponent, and then react to whatever anybody does uh, with the reaction keyword. Because I think I've got like seventeen reactions in the deck. Or something. <laughs> oh, I haven't counted. I'm I'm being facetious, but uh, it was surprising to me in in these games against Phil. How many times the word <laughs> reaction came up?
2: Uh, Phil, same question for you. Yeah. Um, well, for those of you who were listening to our previous episode with the deck building i was running the deck that we built so the main idea was to lean into the support uh, ideas that are inherent to the Cunning crew so a lot of the game plan here was trying to not necessarily be defensive but to just try and maneuver and set up situations where uh I can more easily take advantage of mm. the uh, extra supports that the the little dangle bros give or giving like a good positioning from Torca to give support.
0: Fair. And then I'm going to uh, advance it one more step. When coming to this particular matchup, did you have anything in particular in mind or was this a new enough matchup to you where you're like, I'm just going to see how it rolls?
2: Yeah, so I definitely was concerned about how aggressive i expected the stormcast to be and they they definitely did not disappoint (laughs) uh they were certainly aggressive um and so i was trying to not be like just throwing you know my little squishy fighters away um and i kind of realized in the first game which we'll cover later but I made some mistakes that I think were because of thinking that I needed to protect the small guys. Okay.
0: We'll get into that more as we play the game itself. How about, uh, how about you, Matt coming into this? Had you played this matchup before?
1: So I had played this matchup in Rivals, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, um, truth seekers have a much weaker faction deck for Mm -hmm. rivals. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I kind of got blown out of the water in the Rivals match. (laughs) Um, And, uh, and, and so, and I had listened to the, the episode uh, from you guys, but Mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was kind of the way I would have built it. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't really throwing me off. So uh, I, I think for me, I I was thinking a lot of it was going to come down to the dice and positioning.
2: Sure. Uh,
0: All right. Well, it looks like Matt wins the roll off here. And I should say for folks listening along, uh, I'm kind of working us through a shared recording here. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll kind of be describing some of what's, what's going on here. I'll, I'll try to MC this for us, but it looks to me like, uh, Matt, you won this first roll off and you had, uh, Phil place first. What was your thought process there?
1: Um, I just really wanted to control my starting hexes. I'm, I'm using the Amber trap nest to have three starting hexes up front so I can have my slow storm cast get into enemy territory.
0: Mm -hmm. And Phil, you put down Hive of Sacrifice, which is one of those uh, fairly flexible neutral boards. Um, It doesn't have any lethals or block. Was that intentional or were you just looking for a good spread of
2: hexes? Uh, Very intentional. I did not want there to be anything to disrupt movement because I'm also slow. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to get fighters into supporting. And Mm -hmm. having a wide open board really helps for that. And then it has a, a wide variety of uh orientations for deployment mm-hmm. um it'd be interesting going forward as you get
0: more reps the uh, hive of sacrifice has a, a couple hexes that are adjacent uh and some clustered you know where you can maybe uh set up those uh, supports even more easily but um then we were on to uh placement of objectives so phil you had the advantage here Uh, so I'll start with you what what did you have in mind when you're placing the objectives down
2: so I was mostly thinking about uh placing them in terms of using them for gloom Mm -hmm. um one to add the defensive benefits and then two uh we do have I think it's just the one card maybe it was two but there's a couple of cards in the deck that did uh rely on gloom either for scoring or as just the triggering mechanic for being able to play the card yeah Uh, so there was like merc lurkers
0: in there which puts everyone on guard there's one where you're more offensively oriented and upgrade um if you're you you have better uh, accuracy if you're fighting from a gloom hex and that
2: sort of yes and so i wanted to position them in a way to uh like have them sort of be around where the fighting was going to be taking place
0: (laughs) mm-hmm And Matt, did you have anything in particular in mind when you were uh, placing hexes here?
1: Um, it, it, if you'll look, most of the the cover hexes that I try to place are going to be three hexes away and adjacent to a starting hex. Mm, yeah. um, so I can get that initial charge in. So you so, give yourself
0: a landing spot where you're slightly better defensively. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. I, I I put one in between two starting hexes, three away from one of my starting hexes, so that I could charge and, and have the potential of two targets.
0: That's a good call. I can say personally, for me in this step, uh, I am still like traumatized from years of lethal hexes. And <laughs> I, I still am looking like I need to place an objective to like protect some of the starting hexes. I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have to do that anymore. So, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, Those are, that's some good insights. Then we draw up hands here um, and uh, I've watched, I've watched through this replay once before. Uh, So Phil, you're up first on your decision. And I believe you, uh, you mulligan your objectives here. Um,
2: That is correct.
0: And so it looks like you uh, drop proud commander. uh, You get rid of outmaneuver and uh, supreme cunning. So, a third end phase, a surge, and um, a, a fairly easy end phase. Uh, was it just that you didn't want to carry proud
2: commander through the whole game? That was the whole reason. Mm-hmm. And it's a free Mulligan, so I figured, why not? Sure. Um, can you think of any circumstance? Like,
0: I mean, I guess there's so many different possibilities. If you had two strong surges, maybe you carry proud commander through.
2: But yeah, I think if I think if I have both of the surges that are saying like score this immediately when you make an attack with two supporting fighters Mm -hmm. like if you have both of those on turn one and you know you're in an aggro matchup like you are in this just keep them uh because that's super easy but but here i know i'd only have the one surge if i then Mm -hmm. drew into an end phase i'd probably be pretty stuck um so i figured get get the third end phase into a later round and it's just probably gonna smooth things
0: I mean, I think it's a good example right off the bat how the the new change of rules makes a two glory third end phase, which would normally be you know uh, too too risky for too little uh, yep. a, a viable option. Uh, Matt, if I'm remembering right, you uh, Mulligan your power cards. You it looks like a, a classic four upgrade and one gambit hand that you're yeah, ditching. So it's exactly. a no brainer for you.
1: Well, and and looking at cards like. Um, uh scavenged armor savage soldier and prey scent all of them are not really round one cards Mm, they're not cards you're gonna equip and charge in with as well yeah and so you know my my movement gambit um would be helpful but i know that because phil's got five fighters i'm gonna be able to hit Mm. at least three of them Mm -hmm. if or at least two of them if he goes as far back Um, Mm -hmm. as he can with range one. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not really in dire need Mm -hmm. of the speed either. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, so you mulligan those and it's nice to know that you will still have access to those later. Right. so, um, especially since like you said, they're, they're cards that, uh, like things like savage soldier, particularly strong later. Um, so, uh, good to know, um, you're getting ready to deploy, uh, you, uh, roll-off here, and Matt wins that roll-off, um, and so obviously he's going to have Phil start. Phil, uh, we've kind of talked, based on your board choice, you are, what's, what's your thoughts for deployment here?
2: Yeah, so like I said uh, earlier, I was thinking that I wanted to protect the little guys, but also not take a super aggressive stance, so mm-hmm. I sort of started out by putting down Manak and Torka to the sort of middle of the board
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, to act as like a screen because they both have reach two and are tougher mm-hmm. with the idea that like, well, you can't necessarily, uh, well, I mean, also with speed three, you're just not, not going to get to all the little guys, but it's going, if you want to get to them, it's going to be that much more risky. Sure. And then I just have Crooker Gicket, and Shank all in the back line of this board uh, mm-hmm. just to try and, like I said, keep them away. Uh, and hopefully not just get blown up by Doraz right away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Matt, it looks like you've got kind of the deployment you're hoping for where you've got your uh, your two brawlers. I, I guess brawler is actually a keyword, so I should be careful with that. <laughs> uh, uh, you've got Doraz and Zandire up front uh, in places where there's somebody they can charge with a uh, melee attack. Um, and then uh, uh, Stormrider is, is a little more flexible with uh, her range and then uh <laughs> teros, is, is Taros. way at the back is Taros. uh how do you find teros in in your games usually is it kind of like a try not to give up glory and then just try and help out when you can or
1: i have found that zandier dies before Taros in every game i've played
3: oh all right
1: um but i also think that's positioning and yeah. and um anybody who's played against me knows that i'm a pretty aggressive player Okay. Um, and will not really pull punches. So, um, but I, I think like my note on deployment is just anybody playing the warband always put Taros within two hexes of Luxa. Mm. Like that's actually the most important thing that you're going to do with Stormrider and Taros, mm. because you want to leverage that three hex push when mm. you do move uh, move her during your round. Right. Um, and if you're um, like I would always have those within two hexes of each other when I can, like just sure. just because of that reaction, mm-hmm. and also, Taros gets support
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, on attack and defense from Stormrider when he's within two hexes. Uh,
3: all
1: right, so yeah. it, it effectively turns his initial two dodge into two block. Oh yeah, from the odd stance. Okay. So super important to to have those two together, uh, unless you're scoring a card. Yep. um or there's some specific reason
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't see a reason to ever have them apart
0: fair enough uh, give me a quick thought about what you have in your opening hand and how that's formulating your uh your strategy that you're planning on we'll start with you matt
1: um so i've got branching fate in hand so mm-hmm. i know i'm gonna charge with zandar mm-hmm. um and try to score that on the first activation um, I've got Surge of Aggression. And so I'm looking at the fact that both Zandair and Doraz have ranged to Manok mm-hmm. because I can't hit a small fighter.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I might be able to kill Manok with a double tap.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and so, and, the, and then I've got um, Banish the Dark, which is just charge and don't end adjacent. So I know my, probably my last activation or third activation is going to be Luxa charging, you know, and, and loosing, a uh, uh, range four shot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I forgot range four right off the bat. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Um, are you all in on branching fate with the one attack, or is there any backup where you might be able to score it if if uh, Zandir doesn't score it for you on that first swing?
1: So once inspired, both Luxa and Taros go to three. Mm. Um, So. You know, it's, it's that place where I'm actually hoping to inspire because oh, the other card I have in hand is inspired attack, <laughs> um, right. which would bring Doraz to three, mm-hmm. you know, three smash four damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those are kind of the pieces that I'm, I'm looking at in this hand and actually See. balances decently considering the mulligan.
0: So you're expecting, uh, Zandar is going in first and you're okay if she goes down uh, oh, of because it unlocks some other things. How about you, Phil? Uh, Your starting hand versus... uh, And
2: how is that forming a plan for you? Yeah, so we've got a nice start with orchestrated kill, unequal contest, and impending doom. Mm. So the idea here is that I can... If I can set up one double-supported attack, I should probably be able to score all three of these if I can get the kill. Mm. Uh, The kill is sort of the tough part because... I am going to need to hit a fighter twice just mm-hmm. because of the strength of these fighters. So my hope is to use Torka and Manok mm-hmm. uh, in later rounds after I've gotten a positioning setup to start swinging and getting those extra hits. Um, for power cards to kind of help with some of that, I do have in hand Swarming Strike. So I was thinking that I do have that option to get an additional supporting fighter from a power card. Mm-hmm. And everything else is defensive, so it's just like, well, let's just try and survive. If I do manage to pick up some glory, fair. Uh,
0: all right. Well, your roll off uh, the the truth seekers are going to get it with their free crit. Um, Matt, did you uh, consider it all here? Like, was there was this a difficult choice at all, whether to uh, have go first or, or second?
1: If there had been you know shank or dick in range i mm-hmm. would have immediately charged with zantire and not mm-hmm. given him a chance to move away out of range mm-hmm. um but because it was a four or five wound fighter that were were the two that i could charge easily mm-hmm. um i i was mostly setting up for future rounds Okay, um, and so i let him go first
0: all right and phil you go with the charge from torka it looks like you found a, a landing spot in the gloom and you've got him kind of up forward, um, in one of those good, good old Torka spots where hopefully we'll be able to help support a whole lot. Yes. Um, Torka comes in hot with, uh, with a whiff, uh, right out of the dice. Um, so nothing there. You're sticking with the plan, Matt was Zandar comes in, uh, and starts getting to work on Manok. Right? Yep. Um, so you are, uh, doing two things. You're trying to get that damage and you're fishing for that branching fate as well. Um, absolutely. And you get the, uh, you actually get both the, of those things. You get damage through and you get branching fate on this. So it's a pretty promising start. Yep. Um, annoyingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's always a, a kind of a, a tough thing for me. And when you're fighting a range two fighter, uh, you get in for that melee attack and then you've got to decide on a drive back or not. You choose to drive manic back here. Is that just to make supports harder or, or what's your, uh, um,
1: if you look at it, uh, Doraz can now charge him where he could not have, if I would have left him where he was.
0: Sure. Strong play. Okay.
1: So it's, it's all about setting up for that surge of aggression. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually trying to, um, trying to get, kind of a, a cheeky kill on his leader pretty early in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good call. Uh, Phil, uh, you end up sending in both Shank and uh, Gickit. Um, Correct. And this is, uh, you do this not with Grotpile, which at first I thought was going on, but uh, because Gicket was standing next to Manic, you get to use that reaction. That's kind of a cool uh, to see that in, in play. Um, yeah. I, I think that has creates an argument for you know having Mannix start next to somebody to just give you give you that option. But
2: um, what was the idea between sending in the little guys first here? So Xandar had already charged, so I mm-hmm. knew she's not moving. Uh, and this gives me a way to easily set up against Xandar. Xandar mm-hmm. is now in range of both the two range fighters that I have. Mm-hmm. And then I just get these guys into position, even if he can come in and like clear one of them off. Mm-hmm. I should be having double supports on Zandair the rest of the round, basically. Um, so the idea then is that I have three more chances at hitting Zandair. I need to hit twice. If I don't hit with the little guys, which I am not really banking on that, yeah, to try and get the kill.
0: Um, Would you, you know? So we know off of this conversation that uh, uh, that Matt's really eyeing up the Doras finish off manic charge. Uh, are you worried about that, or is it something that you are not seeing?
2: Uh, or- I noticed it I not worried about, okay. um, <laughs> I, I hadn't been looking at it and then I was like, okay, Dorez is going to be able to come in and get this hit. But by the time I th- realized it, I, uh, it was kind of too late. So I, I did end up thinking about, thinking about it later. And then I was like, oh, even if I like put on, cause I have great fortitude in hand and like. So it's like okay, well, I could juice him up to make him harder to hit, kill, but it won't matter because Dora hits so hard anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so you come in, uh, you got the one success versus one success. Which uh, side note, we talked about uh, contest of equals. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how often that,
1: which was not in my hand at the time, <laughs> <unfortunately>. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and we we didn't include it in the deck. Although I'm starting to think that we probably should have um, in this. Yeah. Part, but uh but uh silver lining on this you did set up impending doom with this so you've got uh your one of your surges right out of the gate um what do you draw into actually
2: drew into the uh it's it's common warfare so this is the one where you have to have two fighters with charge tokens and they have to both be in cover hexes Mm -hmm. Um, all right
1: which you already have, technically, if, I, which uh, I already if had fighters... set up. So it felt yeah.
2: pretty good at this point. I was just like, okay, well, let's let's maybe put one more in uh, if we need to for insurance. Sure. So we have three. So then it's like, well, it's sort of like at that point, it's like hold objective play. Yeah, uh, you you kind of just make your opponent pick one of them, and then you still pick it up.
0: Yeah. And Matt, I didn't ask what did you draw into.
1: Yeah, I drew Savage Exemplar. Unfortunately, mm. oh, yeah. Um right. I, I was. Uh, spoiler alert! It's no longer in the deck. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Uh, I've I've always actually found the card pretty limited for for the way that I like to play. So
3: yeah. Um.
1: But it, you know, to me, it was okay. Like I I didn't have much more that I wanted to do because no matter what, I'm trying to get my bodies in the enemy territory for things like we suffice and bold deeds, mm-hmm. um, and that other one that. Like uh one where I need to have three of my fighters in enemy territory. I don't have it in hand, so I don't remember the name.
0: Alright, but it's coming back to you. You have the chance for the Doras Charge. Uh what what is uh is that the plan you're sticking with uh from here?
1: I believe so. Um
0: Ooh, uh, but Phil does get a murk lurkers out, which you duel the wits off of. Yeah. Um So that Merc Lurker is kind of a nice uh, bonus. I think we talked about it some while we're we're building that, but the uh, uh, keeping you in those uh, gloom tokens, especially with the Darth of distractions. Um,
1: So so this is where the plan changes for me Mm -hmm. um, because I drew great strength Uh and I have a glory. Uh So, um, and I have crushing momentum in hand, Mm -hmm. which allows me to remove a guard token. Right. um, and uh and give myself cleave and so i've got a one dice torka that i can cleave through and deal four damage get primacy and do surge of aggression Mm -hmm. so instead of giving him supports um you know uh trying to attack manic Mm. uh, which would also inspire manic um i decided to go for the the torka charge here
0: uh, it's a good call. I forget about... I mean, I forgot about it last time and forgot about this time is the, the defensive inspires. So um, uh, so yeah, we'll go for that. Um, Phil remembers to inspire his uh, little guys after that. Uh, and uh, you come in uh, keeping yourself close together. Is that uh, to, to keep some defensive supports going or uh, isolate anyone? or? Um,
1: um, it's mostly... Yeah, mostly to kind of be on on that right side and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, buy Zandire.
0: Sure. All right. Uh, and Crushing Momentum comes out, so you get to peel that guard token off. You're feeling pretty good.
1: Oh, that's—so the reason—so Philip played Great Fortitude mm-hmm. on Tough Skull, but I realized that um, with Great Strength, as long as I just hit the attack, I'll score a surge of aggression. Right. I don't need Primacy off of it anymore Yeah. Um, because I got to damage four. Yeah. Um so that that was kind of why I kept uh doing it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So in that in that power step where I played uh the great fortitude or yeah. I was sort of looking at the board and that's when I sort of realized that Manak was in trouble. Yeah, And I was like, well, I'll put great fortitude on him. And then I did the math and I was like, that isn't going to help me. <laughs> so then I was like, well, I guess Torca is getting it. And then I put the illusion upgrade on to Manok to give him an extra defense just That's in right. case. So Manok's uh, rocking two defense.
0: Um, uh, so Doraz comes in, successfully lands his blow, leaving uh, Torca. Uh, what's the term? Vulnerable? No. Yep. Vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable. vulnerable, right. Um, And uh, you get another surge. Two activations, two surges scored. Um, what do you draw into, man?
1: Great gains.
0: Great gains. Okay, so you got to be feeling okay about that. Uh, do you feel like you've got a route towards three more glory? Probably not. Well, nope, maybe. not at all. I <laughs>
1: literally don't have a route. Okay. Um, because I have Savage Exemplar. Oh, that's right. And a one glory and phase card. Okay. So I need to make two kills on two activations, mm-hmm. which... I can potentially shoot torca and then charge one of the two wound fighters mm-hmm. um, all of that is very potential
0: <laughs> all right so uh, Phil it's coming back to you what are you thinking here so you're about to take your uh, third activation uh, you still got manic in the mix uh, Gicket and shank are still set up um, what are what are your priorities here?
2: Yep, so at this point, I think we're just trying to get the kills. We're, we're set up to pretty much have what we need for supports. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just make attacks at this point. Okay. I have no reason uh, to move, really.
0: And are you... You're- piling on Zandar here because you have all the extra support
2: from the little guys. Uh, so extra, Yeah, Zandar for the extra support. Also thinking that if you start whittling down the other guys first and then mm-hmm. decide to kill Zandar for some reason that then mm-hmm. you're really putting yourself in a hole. So it's like... You're talking because of the rea- heal reaction. Yes. Yeah. Right? So yeah. either you have to like commit to not killing Zandar until the others are fully dead mm-hmm. or you would kill Zandar first. It's sort of like a really bad Matt feeling.
0: how often does that heal reaction
2: come up do you feel like
1: uh never <laughs> uh, I, like I, uh, like I, I mean I I've always been kind of a leader first player even if, if yeah they're weak like I I'd say sure. I play rip is a bit differently because of that yeah um and so I don't really care like yeah. if she's gonna die she's gonna die she's yeah. there to eliminate a fighter get a really accurate attack off and, and score mm-hmm. me branching fate mm-hmm. um and if you want to supercharge doras for me great mm-hmm. um and and even more so storm rider so mm-hmm. like i'm i i'm i'm okay with that trade fair um at any point and um yeah uh, that's okay. kind of where i've been on it
0: well this is an attack that uh gets one success but is critted out um It has the uh, side benefit of inspiring Manic and it should inspire Torca too, who happens to be close enough to.
2: He was um, already inspired.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Um, uh, so nothing, nothing gained there except for an inspiration. Uh, is still in the heart of things with, uh, with no damage. She's doing great. (laughs) Um,
2: Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> I, hey, I'm sad about it, too. I actually want her to die. I've inspired attack Hand. Yeah. I, I would like her to die. It's sort of uh, a
2: weird thing because, like, so my logic is that uninspired, she's the scariest because she's the most accurate. But, like, mm-hmm. I can definitely see how, up, you know, once Doraz is inspired, he is very, very scary. But it's like, then I have to just let her run around with three
1: smash mm-hmm. until I've dealt with Doraz. And, like, that doesn't feel good either. So, yeah. so from a from a gain perspective, Dora's doesn't actually gain much, um, and neither does Xandir. Like Xander what does she get? Cleave. Like I said, I, I almost never inspire her. Um, yeah, actually, all she gains is cleave and an extra movement. Dora's yeah. gains a scything attack, um, but Stormrider gains an extra die shooting cleave and snare on her boat, and, and she gains a melee attack, that,
0: and she can take that double shot. Um. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Taros gains another dice and Grievous on his attack. Mm. So getting those two inspired is actually the key. I don't mm. care which one of my uh, frontline fighters goes down early. Mm. Um, as long as I can get, get that three people word inspired.
3: Word. Mm. Meh. Yeah. We'll- and
0: it- just in time for uh storm rider to start taking some activations, you get uh, fighter's <laughs> ferocity uh, on her, which is a, which is kind of a nice little get for
2: her. Yep. Um,
0: Phil, did you have something you're going to,
2: Oh, it just, just the point that like, and, and Lux is basically the one that's almost guaranteed to inspire because mm. you just keep her back and it's very hard to get back sure. here and deal with her. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, your third activation here, you go for it and uh, you're popping an arrow. I have to assume it's going at uh, Torka. Yeah. I didn't
1: charge at this point because I'm, I'm looking at that potential of a double kill Mm -hmm. with fighters ferocity. I can now have Luxa kind of do the double kill instead of relying on taros to make a charge.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, Torka does go down and you are aided by the uh, support. Oh, you, He's on gloom. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I get to, I get to push him.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, and that push is there because, uh, you were able to crushing charge that guard off of him. So, yep. um, that's significant as far as, uh, putting Phil in a little bit of a bind as far as not having enough people on, um, uh, cover hexes at this point. Correct. Um, it's back over to Phil and it's time for manic to get his hands dirty. Uh, Comes Occupies that uh, gloom hex that uh, uh, Torca was just in That was an yep. awesome cluster of like Six fighters all piled on top of each other
1: <laughs> I think it's seven <laughs> by the end of this I'm charging <laughs> onto the cover hex <laughs> uh,
0: And then Manic actually uh, Looks like he thinks better of it and goes even further um, uh, And then uh, yep. But they're still all in together uh, He takes his swing uh, Looks like he managed To finally land a blow Xandar uh, takes two um, with uh manic attacking being supported by literally everybody except crook Grin, who's just saying encouraging things from a little farther away
1: well and manic's got Zandire trapped here uh, uh, that's true That's important to note
0: yeah um which is another uh bonus with the the little guys uh which i didn't think about little guys and range two fighters mean you can set up these trap walls um mm-hmm. which is pretty cool um all right so phil uh, is out of activations. He is in position where he could uh potentially do his uh get get his uh um, what's the objective Phil for uh yeah it's the Cunning
2: Warfare. Cunning Warfare are uh, sitting um, in the gloom.
0: Yeah if the board state remains as it is. Um you uh Matt you're bringing in Luxa and uh Luxa has to pick a target here. Are you still going after Torca?
1: Yeah I'm going after Torka. I need to I need to get a kill. I've got double supports on it. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I kind of go, I think I changed my mind a couple times on this charge. Um, but I don't like the spot that I'm in, but it was just to get the push on Taros mm. to get him up, uh, which will also give, um, it puts Taros beside Manok bad, mm. but <laughs> it puts Taros beside Manok supporting Doraz who's also beside Manok. Good. <laughs> you know?
0: Right. Uh, and you do land a hit crit to uh, uh, remove Torca. Uh, that's an important piece to get off the board. So uh, that gets you up to three glory uh, to fills one. But uh, about to go into the end phase, you get Sent on uh, Doraz.
1: So Preycent is, is aggressive. It's whenever uh, an enemy fighter... So it makes you a quarry um, because it's a card in mm-hmm. Diarachasm. <laughs> um, and if you're a quarry, you can make the following reaction after an enemy fighters activation. If they are two hexes from this fighter um, or something about hunger, that'll never come up. Uh, <laughs> push that fighter one hex towards this fighter. So okay. it's a free distraction towards you. Mm-hmm. If you get pushed back by a range one attack, if somebody ends on a token within two of you, um, yeah. it is, it's amazing on RIPA, honestly, oh, because sure. you can just suck people oh, in. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so that's kind of, it, it became a little sleeper card for me, um, during uh, one of the last leagues that I played in. Yeah. Um, but really good for those range one fighters where you don't expect them to get more than one hit off around. You sure. can just get a free distraction, um, reacting at the end of their activation.
0: That's really solid. Um, I don't think I, uh, paid it as much attention as I will from here on out. So
1: good pick. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is I put it on Dora's. Mm-hmm. um because of i would not know the name of the card but the cunning crew faction specific card where one of your fighters has more upgrades than all of my fighters mm. and, and so i started to put it on zandire but i didn't want to give phil the chance to put a second upgrade out uh, and I score that so i've stacked knowing that he was out of glory to try to see if i could brick that if it was in hand
0: got it uh Phil, you're going to the end phase with just the one glory, and it's it's already spent. Um, Correct. Uh, you will lose your illusion here. Um, I do. Uh, and then uh, you will uh, you'll score two cunning kind of warfare. Yep. Uh, as a pickup, uh, which is pretty nice. So it gets you to three three. Uh, what do you draw in for a replacement there?
2: Unfortunately, we draw in. I mean, I guess not entirely unfortunately, but we draw in unafraid, which. Hmm is just slow at this point. I mm-hmm. would have rather drawn another Surge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also fairly likely to be able to score it, so I'm not super upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then for power cards, I so I still had both the Mork Crow upgrade, which mm-hmm. at this point did not feel super valuable, and swarming strike which i felt at this point felt like it was going to end up being very valuable because i'm starting to lose fighters (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. uh matt you score that banish the dark that's that one that uh looks as great for Uh, this is charge and not have anyone next to you uh so that bumps you up to four um and you make the uh you get rid of savage exemplar here is that uh uh, you, you're thinking Sandar might die before she has a chance to score it. She's
1: still trapped. Uh, yeah. If Phil goes first, I'm almost positive she's dead. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then uh, great gains. Um, without knowing what you're going to draw into, it's too dangerous to hang on to. Is exactly. that the thought process there? Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, um, I am keeping Inspired Attack and Mirror Move in hand. Um, yeah. Mirror Move, I would have actually probably ditched, but I haven't seen Blaze of Glory. Mm. Um, score immediately when i do two reactions so i'm getting ready for next round knowing that i've got the reactions on prey scent uh whatever else comes out and we'll probably be able to mirror move in the next
0: round mm-hmm. phil you actually play more crow out is
2: that just because you don't have anything better to spend it on or uh yeah i, I just so i had the two cards and i just yeah. wanted to draw another power card so i played it out um okay just to get another draw instead of instead of discarding it Yep, because, I mean, okay. at, maybe Manok would end up needing to use it. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, all right, drawn up. Uh, Matt, what's your hand going into this round for uh, for objectives?
1: I drew three end phase cards. <laughs> Proud Slow. commander. Okay. Uh, we suffice for having two in enemy territory and none in my territory and bold deeds.
0: Okay. Uh, all right, there's the roll-off, and it's tied. Okay. Uh, Matt gets an incredible four double supports um, but uh, uh, Phil takes it so Phil's got first activation Phil are you looking at Zandar eyeing up that juicy double support trapped
1: you'll note that even before Phil's dice come out my defense dice is (laughs) sitting I've already moved it out in preparation for ready for
0: (laughs) detail knows what's coming Uh, Phil lands three successes and it is not crit defended and that is the end of Zandire, uh, mm-hmm. which, as we know, is going to score you some stuff here, Phil. So yeah. uh, you get primacy orchestrated kill um, yeah. and uh, unequal Fine. contest because uh, of all those. Basically, the, the little guys made sure that everything was a success in your role. Yes, indeed. So that's a that's a big, juicy three glory plus uh, plus primacy kill. Yes. Uh, which launches you uh, eventually up into six glory versus four. Um, and kind of resets your uh, objective hand. What are you looking at now?
2: So now we've got showy tactics. So uh, have two fighters who are inspired. So at that, that point, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and outmaneuver. So then I need to have at least two of my fighters in range of the same enemy fighter, which pairs very nicely with unafraid Mm -hmm. so at this point i'm feeling pretty good yeah but also feeling like now that he's inspired things could like he could start bopping my guys pretty good with that hammer
0: yeah and manic's in a dangerous spot because he's sitting right next to doraz (laughs) he uh doraz is fully healthy manic is in in a cover hex but uh uh he can one one hit will kill him here um how are you feeling at this point matt
1: um i just put savage soldier on doraz mm-hmm. um i i've got inspired attack in hand i'd be surprised if i don't just play it right now yep there Fair it goes <laughs> um and, and so i'm going like i've got four smash five damage <laughs> um i'm yeah. fairly sure this is going to make a kill um and i get a crit and two single supports yeah
3: you're, um you're and, and
1: so that'll steal primacy back mm-hmm. that'll pretty much guarantee my bold deeds
3: mm-hmm.
1: um this round uh so feeling pretty good about that uh, yeah. as an overall it yeah. also gives me a glory which i also have um glory seeker and then my kind of faction specific specific potion of constitution oh,
3: sure.
0: which can
1: unlock cleveland and snare on mm-hmm. dora's
0: Oh right! Because so I'm
1: feeling sword. pretty good about this round.
2: <laughs> feeling good, Phil. Probably not feeling yeah, as good. Less good. As soon as he <laughs> dropped the inspired attack, uh, I I was like, "That's going to be a lot of damage coming in, almost guaranteed." <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of dice, a lot of damage. And at this point is where I realized. That it's like, maybe you don't protect the little guys with the big guys because you need the big guys a lot more than you need the little guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, you do get Krukrin,
0: who has been just laying back in the cut here, uh, picks up great strength and decides he's going to get involved. Yeah. Um, that's uh, matched with Indomitable Will, which is, uh, like you said, that you called it a faction-specific potion of constitution, right? So if you if you survive, you can heal one.
1: Yeah, it's, it's to talk about this, yeah. um, and just to be clear, the way that it's worded, it happens after the deal damage step. Mm-hmm. So even if he has fatal damage, mm. uh, that reaction happens before the check if fighters are out of action mm-hmm. step in combat. That's so a good point. this will save you from lethal damage. Um, even though it's worded differently than potion used to be, it doesn't reduce the damage. It heals me, mm-hmm. but, um, that's just a really important thing to note. Uh, what I also like about it is I can react even if it's a, I just took seven damage, mm-hmm. um, and get a reaction for blaze of glory. Sure.
0: So you would still die in that case, but you would, uh, yeah. react blaze of glory and then probably react once you die, um, yeah. to, uh, to get it just on that one. Activation here. uh All right. So clearly, Crook, in, Crook Grin is getting ready to come in hot. He's picking up a
2: Soundless Step. Soundless Step? Uh, or or you put it on Shank because shank, he has yeah. the range three net.
0: Sure. uh And then you're giving yourself extra support on this. Um, swarming Strike is coming in. Yep. Um, because he's going to need it. Crook Grin is your only uninspired guy. And so he's swinging on Two Fury. So he needs some help on this. Correct uh he comes in after Luxa uh, and then you react because you have a support uh, you get to trigger unfair fight unfair fight reaction that we were pretty pretty digging on this is all stagger yeah. Luxa and give you this grievous very very clutch here yeah yeah uh you you uh wow so those cards you crit and get a single support Yep. Um, crit hit. <laughs> <laughs> a crit hit, uh, which triggers Grievous. Uh, and that's which enough. Which
1: kills Luxa. So she fires, I believe it. I would be surprised if it was on a Gicket. Um, yep. Knowing that, it. that that reaction, so, so her death reaction can yep. trigger quick volley.
0: Okay. It does not oh, yeah. say
1: after an activation, it says after sure. your attack action. So okay. now she gets to fire at Shank as well. <laughs>
0: So she uh, knocks down Gickit um, and then throws a crit hit in on Shank, but uh, Shank has crit support to defend that. So
2: pretty crazy. Saying, <laughs> yeah. Transpired that was wild that. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh,
0: so now the board is looking like Crookgren who's charged Shank, who has just been uh, knocked out of a gloom hex and is uh, got his back to the wall. who uh, who is not charged and Taros who is not charged um yep Kirkran did inspire on that uh, courtesy of that uh swarming strike card which we were on the fence
1: about putting in so it came up massive there let's, yeah. let's say with that grievous and, whew, <laughs> yeah, i I, yeah. I did not expect to die there <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: um we are looking at uh seven, seven, 6 in favor of the cruel boys um uh the cunning crew I should say uh, although um the truth Seekers have primacy so this is
1: we shouldn't have primacy. He one-shot looks. Uh, I can I can see that we messed mm. that up.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, although... Although I'm about to get it back. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I decided to suck um, uh, Kirkran over, even yeah. though I was giving him double supports,
0: With so that I could
1: just have Doraz smack him a couple mm-hmm. of times before charging a shank. Uh,
0: Doraz takes a... a good shot at it but he's uh he's blocked out by Krookgren. Yep, yeah cover cover comes to Krookgren's rescue here um shank is lobbing nets from the corner which is yep desperate times all he,
2: all he can do <laughs> yeah uh
0: but this this uh this was kind of a, a good foresight on your part with the um uh using the uh, soundless step because it does give shank the chance to get himself out of this position where he'll be for sure trapped um and maybe into a a gloom hex Uh,
2: yeah
0: doesn't cause any damage uh does knock door as one and shank uh gets to step back into cover Uh, finally um, he
1: pushed me so I get to play mirror move halfway through this game (laughs) (laughs) um, finally he pushed anybody
0: yeah uh so you use that to uh Bob Crookgren uh to a spot. And I think you're setting up a scything attack here. Of course I'm
1: setting up a (laughs) attack. I am Uh, trying to table him now. (laughs) All right.
0: Um so uh Glory Seeker comes out. Uh that's not really doing anything here other than stacking more upgrades, unless I'm missing something. Uh it
1: was just in case Crookgren got another upgrade. Sure. But I don't even think it mattered. I'm already at four damage. So Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Here comes as swinging in hot. Uh, you uh, land two successes. Uh, this is Shank or Crookgrin rolls. I believe
1: this is Shank and okay. Cleven and Snare. So.
0: Yeah, so the uh, Cleven and Snare make it so there's only one success there and he's removed. Uh, yeah. Then you crit on Crookgrin who actually crits back uh, with a yeah. with a cover success as well. Yeah. so uh, He's no
1: longer in cover oh yeah yeah that's right he got pulled of, out of it right. so he
0: just crits uh gets bumped back crook and unfortunately just has to sit here and take it uh mm-hmm. the two you've charged and now stare at each other yeah uh, so uh yeah. taros comes up uh but taros doesn't run in for an attack um is what's a what's the thought on this move is it uh purely uh we're going to get in to provide supports as needed or what? Uh,
1: I'm just going to get into cover so that I'm on effectively to block. Oh, and you and need to lock in
0: bold deeds,
1: right? Bold deeds. And, yeah. and we suffice. So I need both of my fighters in the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not really worried because if Crookrin goes on guard being mm-hmm. like, that's why I pushed him away. If Crookrin goes on guard, mm-hmm. um, I'll you just can... pray send him towards me. Mm, yeah. And I have Cleveland and snare. So I, yeah. I'm not really concerned about it
0: yeah it's a good call uh phil are you
2: uh are you feeling lost cause here or are you feeling yes (laughs) um i felt very much like i made a mistake with the soundless step positioning because Mm. if i had moved one further away i think without pushing doraz i've been further away from crookrin and then it'd be harder for him to set up a scything attack i see it ultimately didn't really matter because he just got one of us dead one of them dead anyway Mm -hmm. which was probably what was going to happen but it like in the moment i was like oh no it's just over and i kind of lucked out of it but uh at at this point it's like okay well i know two of the cards in my hand are now unscorable and a lot of the Mm -hmm. other cards in the deck can't Mm -hmm. be scored with just one fighter Mm -hmm. um and i mean it's it's not a fair fight anymore. Kirkgren <laughs> against Doras is not, yeah, not a good place to be. Not great. Nope. Um, yeah. So
0: you you do uh, one card that's not dead is unafraid. Kirkgren is yep. still close enough to score that. So you bump yourself up to nine, um, and then uh, you're you're kind of ditching those unscorables here.
2: Yep. So unscorables go away. Getting rid of the. Uh, strength of the strength swarm because i can obviously can't do that anymore it's it's not a
0: good situation
2: for the the uh
0: cunning crew when they can't get supports anymore <laughs> yeah uh meanwhile matt you pick up bold deeds and um we suffice
1: yeah i have two of my two or more in a friendly fighters in enemy territory and i have no enemy fighters in my territory
0: yeah that's pretty decent um so you launch yourself up. You are now at twelve uh, nine, about to be thirteen nine. Once you have um, primacy scored, we're just into the last round, and we'll we'll kind of move through this. Crookgrin uh, makes a play for it. Uh, he see if he can. He can't. He can't even repeat the magic here because <laughs> uh, he doesn't have enough damage to to do it on his own
2: yeah
1: i'm um, i i realized i think an activation later like i have blaze of glory in hand and i have mm. counter charge in hand mm. i should have been counter charging
0: oh well for folks who don't uh, i.e me blaze of glory remind me what blaze of glory oh does. uh
1: get two reactions ah right right okay um to
0: trigger that um uh crook misses his attack and then it's kind of all over for that guy um yeah, although he does get a cool double crit to prolong his <laughs> his own misery here and then a crit yeah. continues so... to crit out <laughs>
1: that's, that's how the, uh, the rest of this game goes <laughs> yeah,
2: okay so he he rolls lots of crits on defense because i don't know crooked just doesn't like to die uh <laughs> like at this point i pretty much knew the game was over because i was already behind by three and yeah and i knew that basically there was nothing scorable in the deck i thought maybe i could have one scorable left but Mm -hmm. no everything required multiple fighters um so it was just kind of like i don't know i'm just gonna play this out uh just didn't really matter at that point got it
0: uh so we score everything out uh and we end on a score um looks like 14 14 nine. 14 9 is the final um although pretty close until those uh until the last round basically uh maybe the last activation of this
2: second round kind of um helped seal the deal yeah that was pretty so, much the nail in the coffin yeah
1: well my uh, hand kind of bricked there and i actually had nothing else to score so um <laughs> we could talk about that with kind of final thoughts on decks later
3: sure
0: all right so we got a win for Xandire off the gate uh, right out of the gate uh, we're going into which game was
1: two. my first win. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's all we do is give here at, uh, yeah. at the hex So, um, what are your thoughts? Did you have anything you learned from this first game that you recall that you're like, okay, second game, I need to keep this in mind, Phil. Uh, as a as a person who lost, you have the most to learn theoretically. Yes. What are you thinking and going forward?
2: I definitely was thinking about how I lost Torca so early and how mm-hmm. it felt like Torca was very important mm-hmm. um so i wanted to try and set up in a way to keep torque alive for mm-hmm. longer fair uh
0: how about you Matt? do you have any lessons learned that you're trying to walk forward move forward with
1: um surprise grievous is mean um <laughs> which which i i really like and respect i think it's just I, I honestly think, and, and you'll see it like, like I think we can, can, can move quickly here, but um, I think I got really lucky with a lot of things um, in that first game. Um, uh-huh. You know, that, that opening branching fate allowing uh-huh. me to snowball sure. um, because um, as we get into cards here. Um, so I won the roll off again and, and we did a very similar setup. Uh-huh. Um, I, I gave, Oh, actually, we did the roll off and then remembered that the rules have changed.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, uh, Phil and I uh, playing locally, we do a lot of best of one just so we can change opponents frequently. So uh, we we haven't been doing a lot of best of three lately. So that's easy thing for us to look uh, to yes. overlook. Um, but uh, we kind of go through. We know your guys' philosophies on uh, on deployment and uh, uh, setup, and we end up with a, a fairly similar uh, overall setting um we are going to move through this game a little bit quicker here there's a a mulligan right out of the gate on uh power cards for matt um
1: so i drew almost the exact same hands
0: <laughs> you did right? um,
1: i drew the same objective hand branching fate surge of aggression brave the dark um and uh and then i drew scavenged armor and present and savage soldier yeah it is um, almost exactly like, like i Very almost close. drew the exact same eight cards <laughs> and um yeah
0: fair um phil you end up also i believe uh mulliganing your objectives as you did uh the first time around uh yeah. in a similar way proud commander uh uh but this time yeah it's proud commander uh a one glory end phase and a one glory surge so uh, yeah, no, no, no new things here. Same, same essentially, as
2: essentially the same opening hand uh, as well after the mulligan, which is <laughs> weird. Um, and basically the same power cards, too. I don't know. Like, I don't think I've really <laughs> ever had that happen before where it's like, oh, go in a second game. Everything's exactly the same.
1: I don't know. Sure. I, I do. This one felt weird. <laughs> I do want
2: to say, though, that uh, so just in deployment, Mm-hmm. You had mentioned in the first game um, about how it's like, oh, maybe it would be better to have ways to deploy with things, you know, people adjacent to Manok, which is mm-hmm. uh, part of the reason I chose this board. I don't know what it's called. It's out of the. It's called Hall parody. of Sublimation. Hall of Sub. Weird. Uh, OK. <laughs> it must be cold. Weird. Um, or just some other strange s- setting. Uh, solids turning to gases. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but so there's there's two spots on this board that have adjacent starting hexes so I felt mm-hmm. like it gave me a, a good spread of options
0: yeah um and then it looks like uh, Gickit and shank are a little more forward than last time yep. uh, still protecting that crook grin gotta gotta keep that guy safe so uh.
1: he's been actually one of the bigger threats every game I've played against the kind of yeah crew. all right. Yeah. He, uh, he like not early ge- early game, but late game. Like when he gets grievous or or some some damage on him. Like I think it's probably because I've been playing a lot of truth seekers and he gains cleave when inspired.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I also yeah cleave think that even if he's out of position, because he can let one of my minions attack on sure. his action, it's sort of just another way to get attacks without having him actually be in range to attack. Mm-hmm
0: uh matt you win the roll off and uh true to our previous conversation because zandar has a little guy that uh she can go after uh, this time you choose to take it
1: uh to yep i in. could branching fate and surge of aggression yeah. and you'll notice here differently than the last game i do neither <laughs> um I, oh maybe i maybe I, I know i don't get branching fate which branching uh, which was fate. sad to me but i do get the kill no i don't because (laughs) you have that card oh yeah
2: that's right i skin of my teeth him save his butt yeah so i I was like oh what a card and then i remembered our conversations about whether we should include this and and (laughs) i was like i'm glad we decided to keep this one
0: um the other thing that this does is uh, Gickit and Torka should inspire off this. They do. Uh, so that's a that's a we're going to call that activation a, a pretty solid win for uh, the Cunning Crew. Very. Um, uh, over to uh, Phil, who uh, makes a cool play. You charge with Manak into a position that is supported by Torka but you managed to have Krukgrin next to you uh, at your stop, so then you get to toss Crookgren forward uh, to just keep the inspiration train rolling uh, and get yourself double supports on this attack.
2: Correct. That, that is the plan, because I already have uh, orchestrated kill and unequal contest. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you come out of this... You also, because you got supports... Here's that unfair Ouch. fight. <laughs> uh, uh, so you are now grievous and staggering, Um uh, You come up. Uh, we you had two successes and then you re-roll one of those. Um, is that uh, you fishing for uh, crit fishing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I
1: convinced him to. You did. Well, <laughs> yeah, if I remember it. the game.
2: All right. So, uh, but this. Go ahead. <laughs> and the reason that I did that is because or well, the reason I was hesitant is because I was holding unequal contest mm. and I'd already rolled two successes. Yeah. It's like, if I reroll, there's a one sixth chance that I just don't score that now, mm. but I was like, eh, I should try and get the extra damage. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: yeah. Well, you, uh, don't change the, the result. You end up with two successes still. Uh, so you get two damage through on Zandire uh, in basically everybody inspires, uh that's involved and you score yourself your uh unequal contest Mm -hmm. um so you got yourself some seed glory what do you draw into unfortunately i drew into
2: proud commander
0: Uh all right doraz comes in hot um and this is uh looks like you're getting ready to come after uh crook grin does that sound about yep. right
1: trying okay. to make that kill i got support right now
0: sure uh if
1: i make the kill i'll still get surge of aggression which mm-hmm. is really what i'm trying to get at this yeah. point um i don't oh let's see what the defense dice do yeah he crits yeah. out it's crook grin
0: yeah crook grin yeah. <laughs> <Kruppgrin. laughs> inspired inspired crit grin <laughs> gets it so uh phil you got to be feeling pretty good
2: after this uh opening exchange here you're kind of uh clicking along. yeah <laughs> uh, amazingly good about this situation because they now have the two main threats are charged yeah. and Xandier is staggered and I mm-hmm. can still just keep swinging with Krukrin and Torka sure, uh, looks like you put great strength out on Torka
0: um, in my mind this felt premature uh, because you don't need the extra damage to drop Xandir here uh, was, there, was there
2: something I'm missing here or uh, nope and okay. It's probably like you say, probably just premature. Um, yeah. But it it puts a target
0: on Torka, uh, although it's not like he's imminently going to be killed. So it's it's generally a pretty safe move. Um, I suppose. So um that said, uh Torka tries to finish uh finish off Xandire, uh, doesn't quite get oh, yeah, doesn't quite get the job done even with the reroll ends up with one success versus one success. Correct um the bird comes in for a charge yeah Uh,
1: bird charge (laughs) um notably on cover and within two hexes of uh storm rider still
0: oh yeah so everything but blocks are good for uh the bird on defense now. so uh crit successes on crook uh
1: and which scores me it's not actually a score but i get to play flawless strike a gambit uh. where after the defense roll if i only have successes i get a spent glory
0: oh cool uh interesting which i'm a fan
1: of those kind of cards um yeah. i have always played Carver rune the crit okay. fishing uh blade coven card because i just i like that type of mechanism
0: yeah um Interesting. Like it, it's one that doesn't, uh, advance your board state at all, but gets you to those wind conditions at the end here. Yep. Um, uh, Phil, you still got Torque in position cause he, he's sitting right where he wants to be, uh, taking another swing at Zandire is going one success again and is, uh, denied again. Uh, yep. Yeah. Start- Did you think about, uh, uh, pushing Zandire back at all since you're range two or, um,
2: no, because I was holding uh, unafraid at the time. Uh, all right.
1: And also, he knew I was holding mirror move. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Again. <laughs> uh,
0: I love that kind of mini game, though. I, I don't feel, were you thinking about mirror move at all? You were just thinking about unafraid here. Right? I was
2: mostly focused on unafraid because Gicket was already in range for unafraid. And I didn't yeah. want to push him out of range because I only sure. had the one more activation to get Shank in. Yeah, um, Shank is There's, the range, guys, had the range uh, to yep. attack, yep. but he's not in range for unafraid. Uh, he needs right. to be within two hexes, and he was within Fair. three.
0: Okay. Uh, then we go on to the last one. Uh, Don Ryder uh, looks to come lately, is uh, arriving to the fight here. Um, Going to yeah, pop up shot.
1: Shooting a dick at, trying yep. to do the last damage.
0: Uh, which you do. Yep. Score the kill. Uh, shank comes in for uh the cruise last activation um doesn't really do much there so
1: i, I crit out wherever that attack was <laughs> um
0: but uh shank should inspire himself so uh phil is fully inspired uh down one minion yep. uh, we're into the end phase uh bounce banish the dark um gets yep. scored so that puts Xandar uh, up to 3 uh, all three are spent because you play out glory seeker. You look like you're uh, stacking up storm rider. Yes. Stacking, you're also uh, working on the, uh, against that one objective again a little bit, or is it just that you uh, think storm rider is going to be the one to do the work here?
1: I think storm rider is the one to do the work. That's where okay.
0: those need to go at this point. I see you put out keepsake. I, I do like this card. Uh, it reminds me of uh, what was it? Uh, whispers helpful whispers, yep. helpful, yeah, whispers. Uh, from, uh, from the shade spire season. Uh, it doesn't actually give you supports. It just counts that single support as successes in their attack roll. Um, yep. It's a nice little attack boost. Um, uh, Phil, you get your own afraid uh, yep. big time. So that launches you up to uh, three, uh, which lets you play out great fortitude on, uh, on Torca. You're really committing to keeping Torca alive this game. Yep. And the, old, <laughs> the old Mork Crow drops again. Um, you guys draw up. Uh give me a quick rundown of your hand and what you're thinking for this next round, Matt.
1: I really need to get rid of Savage Exemplar. Because mm. <laughs> I drew it again and she's yeah. about to die. And <laughs> I don't have movement to kill anybody with her other than Krookgren, which I believe I win priority and try to charge Krookgren.
2: <laughs> and Phil, uh what are you on? Yep, so I'm, I'm still stuck with Proud Commander, but I feel pretty good about it now that Manok is inspired and on Gloom and hasn't been attacked yet. So holding that, still have Orchestrated Kill, which I'm in position to score if I can win priority. Mm-hmm. And I have Born Survivors, which should also be fairly straightforward since I've only lost one fighter. So if I can mm-hmm. just keep from losing two or more in this round, yeah. I should be able to score it. So All right.
1: pretty decent.
2: Well, that roll off drops. You guys tie.
0: You guys uh, we tie. tie
1: three or four times,
0: and you finally finish off with uh, <laughs> uh, on the fourth attempt. Uh, we get a winner, and uh, it uh, goes in for that attempted kill on Krookgrin. Um, I think about
1: it three times because I hate it. <laughs> don't,
0: don't like this play. You are doing it because of Savage Exemplar, right? Like Savage
1: Exemplar, and I got to try for branching fate. So
0: um, okay. Well, you do get branching fate. <laughs> Uh, but but great grin. You know, grin. <laughs> grin is doing his thing uh so you get you uh bump yourself up to four glory what are you drawing to
1: uh great gains
0: great gains mm, okay uh how do you feel about your chances on great gains in this is that doable based on, what um, on it
1: might be doable but okay. with savage exemplar now blocking my hand it's unlikely
0: right right so uh kind of uh, clogging things up for you uh phil coming around to you what's your priority uh ac- action now zandire has charged uh she can give up glory um
2: and uh but she's yeah. also no longer a threat so is that a, a difficult choice for you at all so she's not a threat but because i only do two and i guess three damage because of torka mm-hmm. uh with the upgrade i i just feel i need to I need to try and get through surges and I Mm -hmm. want to get orchestrated kill out of my hand. So Xandar is still the priority because it's a two glory swing. If I hit her. Plus uh, if you attack somewhere else
0: and then kill Xandar, then you uh, would give Matt the chance to score that uh, or not score that to react with that heal, heal, which you, we we don't want him to ever get that. So (laughs) (laughs) we will keep, keep his perfect non streak on that going. Uh, So this is, uh, manok you have basically like dealer's choice on who's going to make this attack because you yep. are so clustered together we're looking at another like seven fighter pile yeah so uh,
2: the idea here is that i need two damage and manok has three dice with grievous and double support and double support so, so it's like yeah. he's the most accurate
0: yeah so he does it uh which means that he drops Andar. so glory for that um primacy for the leader kill orchestrated kill That launches you all the way up to five. So it's five versus four primacy in the hands of the cunning crew. Uh, You put out that uh, quickening greaves on um, Manic. Uh, And unless I'm missing something, I also think this is maybe a a little bit of a preemptive uh, drop. I think that's something you maybe wait on. um, Yep. Generally. So uh, just just to keep your, just in case like some late positioning is important and you keep your options open for that. Uh Xandar is dead, so you are inspiring uh over there, although I don't think it's quite happened yet.
1: Yeah. If I'm um, thinking about it, I should have been scything there, but yeah. I guess I didn't. Uh, um I guess so, I forgot to inspire.
0: Yeah. Uh there's like a single attack miss. Um Phil is getting ready for another attack. Strength of the swarm comes out. Uh Manic actually makes a charge here. Um so that's because I drew into in warfare, mm, uh, so he needs to have a charge token and be on a cover hex. So,
2: correct,
0: interesting. Yeah, those are the objectives I like the ones that like force a suboptimal. Like, the optimal thing here is probably Manic just keeps poking away from his spot. Yep, um, so uh, that's that's cool. Uh, Manic is gonna try and take a chop at Doraz, uh, counter charge comes out. Yeah, uh, are you sitting on Blaze of G- Glory, Matt? Or no, I'm not. This is just a purely let's help defensively.
1: It's let's help defensively, and I'm uh, kind of being cheeky.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, and at this point, you do remember to inspire. Yep. So, um, uh, Manic is working on double supports again, which gets him moves him from uh, just one success on the roll to three successes, which is the hotness, and it's enough to. Uh, well, he didn't need any extra help, but he uh, gets uh, three damage through
2: yep and at this point i realized that i because uh, the strength of the swarm dice mm. from strength uh and so you
0: do go and roll it just in case you get that crit yep. for the uh, crit fishing bump Doraz.
1: i mirror move terrace away so they can use advances one and mm. push everybody right back in
0: and advances one is a uh is it faction specific
1: yep it's yeah. push every, yeah, each fighter. But this okay. way I can set up for my scything, which Got is it. exactly why I did it this way. Sure. Um uh it'll put looks on a uh, cover hex, she's already Ranger of so it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and will give me a big scything attack, in which I believe the next card I play with my one wound Doraz is Berserker Rage on him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I re- yeah, I remember right. seeing that yeah. come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that's not a card I expected to see here. <laughs> uh,
0: that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, rerolls and damage coming from him. So um, he goes for it. Uh, we're looking at right now still five to four, but Dora is about to try and change that situation. Um,
1: uh, here's one crit.
0: Crit grin. Yeah, gets out of it. I just never never
1: dies <laughs> and here's a second crit uh, so that's how this game was yeah. going <laughs>
0: so Doras with his berserker rage comes up empty which doesn't feel good for Doras. nope yeah uh and then phil sets up uh probably I, for the cleave
1: yeah well it didn't matter i couldn't defend no, yeah. anymore that's true so but... any success meant he was dead because he yep. was already on one uh, um
0: pretty pretty sure it was quick so uh yeah, because Crookrand is double-supported here because uh, um, shank, shank is adjacent yeah. and Torque is poking over the top. So, um, Doraz goes down. Cunning Crew goes up to six. Uh, and it's down to the last activation for Zandira for this round. Um, Luxa is taking a shot.
1: No, I'm fairly sure that's a bird charge.
0: Oh, a bird charge. Bird. Classic. Oh, is this a, a Grievous...
1: I was Geez trying man. to get the grievous to kill crookran mm. um but crookran doesn't die that's, <laughs> that's the that's the secret to this war man
2: <laughs> um yeah, well except he did die last well time. except here at the end um
0: crookran <laughs> um, gets, gets pushed driven, away
1: he, yep. yeah takes the damage yeah gets pushed away um
0: uh, phil accidentally reveals counter charge and then puts it back away uh, it looks like you're doing a torque charge backwards onto a gloom, and you're setting yourself up for uh, your cunning warfare. Cover. Yep, cunning warfare. Matt has a bad end around here.
1: Yep, uh, I discard great gains and surge of aggression and savage exemplar. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, but uh, cunning warfare scores for the crew. Yep, uh, bumping them, um, and, and then so you have uh, so born, born survivors. Survivor. Yep, goes yep. off as well. Uh, so that's a three glory end phase, uh, which is. Plus pretty primacy. Eight, and then plus primacy. primacy. As well. So ten four, pretty dominant looking right now. Yeah. Um, Phil tosses a uh, scavenged armor because he's in his own territory and not planning on leaving anytime soon. Yep. Uh coming into this last round, so you have a ton of ground to make up here, uh Matt. What are what are you thinking? Uh I, based on cards in hand.
1: Uh so I've got brave the darkness where i get a glory if everybody charges and i've got blaze of glory in hand finally um Um, and i've got bold deeds so mm -hmm. if i can finally kill someone i can score a bit sure um and then we we kind of go from here
0: okay and uh you're feeling pretty good phil so you're just in kind of cruise control at this point i imagine
2: yeah and drew two surges so feeling really good all right uh Phil gets the lead off with uh,
0: an attack. It looks like is uh, trying to kill a bird. Um,
2: yep. Fails to kill a bird. <laughs> fails to do so.
1: I played Call Strike to get a yeah. re-roll on, on my first attack.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, the uh, Master of Merc comes out for some accuracy for Phil. Um, and then here comes that... Uh, the uh, the Luxa train is going after it, so
1: I I finally kill Krookran. <laughs> yep.
0: um, yep. Yeah, yeah, Krookran was on one health left, so that's all I needed. But then we get the uh, extra shot here, and this uh, lays uh, one extra damage onto Torca, and that's courtesy of Keepsake. Um, yep. Actually, two uh, because of Glory Seeker. So. Uh, looks it with a with a strong turn uh dropping one fighter and laying two on torka
1: yeah and getting my first reaction of the turn
0: mm, yeah um then back over to phil for an activation uh coming in with shank
2: creeping uh, doubt to push oh, right. shank next to Toro taros which mm-hmm. then also uh gives him daggers, taros dagger yeah yep uh, and then you're
0: deciding whether to come in with Torka or Manok from here, or were you going to just have Shank
2: try and do the trick? Uh, definitely was wanting to get the kill with either Manok or Torka. Yeah, better um, to have Shank providing those supports, right? Yeah, so. and then play Swamp Spill to get the reroll. Yeah, infinite then rerolls. Then always hot. comes back in because he's already got uh, Master of Merc as well. So mm-hmm. I charge him into uh, Gloom and then attack.
0: Okay, and you have crit two successes, uh, which is enough to pop Taros.
1: Yep. yep. I use the healing reaction on Indomitable mm. Will to score a Blaze of Glory here.
0: Okay, so uh, getting a little ground, but that's uh, that's kind of a, a wash there um, for uh, one and one. Uh, and then Phil also picks up his uh, Supreme cunning. So this is uh, yep. had double supports on something. So uh, Phil actually pulls ahead a little further on this
2: uh, doesn't pick up primacy i think he maybe should have should uh, have i'm realizing yep. that now as well yep. that i i made a mistake uh somebody
1: crits out of my <laughs> two successes cleveland snare
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think it was uh, shank i'm pretty sure you were trying to get the one shot kills
1: i think i was trying to kill Torque
2: uh, torka. torka would have been the kill here with the glory, the glory Seekers.
1: no he's got great fortitude but i, I was just mind. still trying just trying to, to-
0: trying trying to to make some magic. Oh,
2: yeah, because there's only one defense dice, so it must have been.
0: So they're basically channeling the spirit of uh, Crit Grin here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mana comes flying over, uh, uses his... He charges into a position to trigger Torka into a move. Yep. Um, uh, Get Torka into a decent spot and has a triple success uh, versus one on... uh, Luxa, so Luxa is two health away from
2: scores impending doom. Off of that, because of the That's move right. from Torka.
1: Yeah. I roll three single supports, which is a keep keepsake. So That's three all hits, awesome. and he crits out. Yeah, because <laughs> of course
2: you do. Um,
1: so this is like uh, like we get we start moving faster because I've realized sure. that we played a fourth round. Okay. <laughs> um, like, like, but the fourth round is the funniest one, so we're gonna talk okay. about it, everybody. Um, right. But I've got crushing maneuver in hand, and I've got um, what's this called? Brave the darkness, where I want everyone to charge. So oh. my three damage Luxa is gonna charge, and I want to use crushing maneuver because I've got it in hand. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna use her knee attack, yeah. um, <laughs> which. Like we can start moving faster, but effectively the rest of the game and this fourth round that didn't actually exist. Luxa tables. the, <laughs> the entire cutting crew warband using her knee.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: So I actually only score bold deeds and mm-hmm. have two objective cards left putting a set. Um, okay. That would explain why I only had one 16 power card to 10. <laughs> yeah.
2: or not power card. Well, I only had the one objective left. Yeah. So astute,
1: yeah. astute listeners will realize that Phil wins sixteen to ten here, and um, now we'll speed through this as I proceed to kill Phil's <laughs> warband.
2: Just with... looks and runs around, kicking everyone to death. <laughs> she sure does. It's just like crits on every attack and kills everybody, which is pretty insane.
1: I got scavenged armor. I got fighter's ferocity, but I actually can't outscore Phil. So either with that, um, <laughs> Phil still wins.
2: yeah i I miss all the all of my attacks going through the rest of this so i get like four more attacks on luxa i think before you kill me and then uh i crit out inspired
1: attack here oh no inspired attack for the (laughs) kill
2: and then it's over so i only got two or more attacks on you but still
1: and so Um, i get one for the kill and one for primacy um and i can't even score proud commander um, cause I only scored five cards that whole oh, game. Man, Yay! Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I guess even with an extra round, it didn't matter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Phil scores, proud commander, to put him at 18, 13. Oh,
2: cause you did have the seven, right? Yeah.
1: After a mysterious yeah. fourth round.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how, well, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, bookkeeping yeah. is sometimes weird. Sure. I, we
1: were also both very tired.
0: I <laughs> believe it. I was excited when I found out you guys, cause I, uh, I also was tired and i ended up falling asleep doing my kids' bedtime. Uh, so I, I was gonna, originally going to spectate this live, um, but I slept through it and uh, you guys played, I was excited the next morning I learned you'd played too, because that gave me more entertainment. So, <laughs> um, let's wrap it up with some thoughts. So, uh, Matt, we're going to start with you because, uh, it sounds like you've already made some changes to the deck. So based on this and other games, uh, I, I know Savage Exemplar is on the chopping block. Were there any other changes? In yeah, why? let me, I'm,
1: I'm just building sure. my, my kind of V2 deck. I saved it just for yeah. this episode. And if Matt's good um,
0: with it, we'll have the V2 deck uh, in our show notes and you, you may see it on his blog. Yeah, exactly. the, the
1: V2 was the one that I, I played with. I think it was the one really from the, from the blog.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, so what I did change was Savage, Exempl- Savage Exemplar left and I put in um, unequal contest as well mm. as contest of equals yeah. um, because I was rolling so many successes um, and, and just found that like between two dice attacks, it was doable between cards like keepsake. It was doable. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some weird stuff in there. I, I think that's eminently better than yeah. um Zandar dying. <laughs> um, I also removed proud commander uh, for demolish the opposition mm. um, because I, I, firmly believe that like that was scorable there at the end. Um oh sure. Yeah. And I would have scored it both games. Mm, so yeah. I think that it just works with my game plan.
3: Sure.
1: Um I also took out um the card I never drew, uh, which was what is it? Oh no. No, I took out great gains because I have issues with great gains and bricking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put in Wasteland. Mm. Um, oh sure, because word. if uh, I'm for, trying to for keep folks the... who
0: don't remember what what is wasteland,
1: yeah, wasteland is um, one glory and phase. If there are no objective tokens in one or more players' territory, mm. so because, for example, like most of the games I've played with them, I'm getting into the opponent's territory and they're defending against me. Mm-hmm. There's not really much of a chance for them to be in my territory delving tokens,
3: mm. and sure. and mm-hmm.
1: so. In round one, I would consider this card extremely free. Mm-hmm. In rounds two or three, it's probably scoreable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put that one in. Um, I put Heated Instinct in instead of Advance of One. Uh, I think that's the only change I made there. And then I don't think I changed anything in. Oh, I put in Master of Shadows. Which is a re-roll when you're in a cover hex um, to help me with the unequal contest, and I took sure. I took Berserker Rage out um, okay. as much as I like it. I, I yeah. think it's funny, but I don't think it's great. That
0: <laughs> uh, it does those seem like solid changes that are supporting the kind of playstyle where you're you're lobbing Zandir forward um, and likely to lose her first. Uh, it sounds like you're saying that's been your experience. You with your playstyle you tend to lose her pretty early.
1: Yeah. And, and people are going to target her. They're going to target her over Doraz first sure. um, because they want to get rid of that heal before you can use it. They want to get rid of the accurate attack early. Um, so, um, you know, my experience has just shown that Zandair is probably going to die.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, how about you uh, playing through um, what cards do you feel like are on the chopping
2: block? I don't imagine you've made direct changes, but you may be
0: thinking about some
2: um not a ton actually I mean the only things that I felt like were were really out of place so I'm not sure that we that Mork crow is really necessary although I think it's maybe just the matchup that made it mm-hmm. less useful um having a range four attack could be good uh, I think there's just not a lot of good targets in this matchup to use it and then I did I, feel like, maybe just having more pushes could have been useful for getting uh the the little guys in to support um Mm -hmm. but some of that is just draw i like i never got to use center of attention even though it's in the deck Mm -hmm. um and that usually would get things set up pretty nicely so I, i actually thought that they deck played very well i just died so fast in the first game (laughs) that i didn't get to score a lot of the stuff in the second game it's like scored almost everything so um yeah felt felt pretty solid for having only played it the two times
0: yeah uh for as a spectator uh more crows stuck out but again wasn't sure you know this is a a warband that was running at you so Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe there's other matchups where that's more helpful, but there may be something that's more consistently useful yeah uh, quickening greaves uh, didn't jump out as me. I, I know we've got soundless step in there, but maybe even uh, I don't know if uh, doubling down with a duelist speed is is too much um, but uh, but quickening Greaves does have the the advantage where like you can throw it in late and then uh, once somebody's already charged, you can maybe uh, get your yeah. Uh, uh, your tactics there. So I still feel okay about that. Um,
1: I think I like quickening grease for th- getting back onto a cover hex. If you're pushed off. Yeah. In warfare. Yep. I think that that's probably what I think is the, the strongest use of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like Murkrow, like I, I think this is a bad matchup, but against two and fighters sitting on objectives, I think it's really strong. Sure. Um, I also think it's, it would be really good. If manic is backfield, He can charge forward three hexes land next to somebody and send that fighter in for support against Mm -hmm. the more attack, inspiring Mm -hmm. both of them, um, getting the support on that, that, like, I, I think that, I think that this is just really not a good matchup for it.
0: That's a good point. Uh, similarly with, um, scavenged armor, uh, I don't know if you spent any time at all, um, I think you maybe had one guy in neutral territory once and that was as far as you advanced. Uh, yes. But there there's other times where that'll be more useful. So um, I'm sure he may be out there uh, but otherwise felt pretty good. Um, you guys have any other comments about it as a, as a matchup or as your decks or anything like that? Any more thoughts you want to share?
2: Yeah. I feel like it was It was fun to get to play the starter box uh, i guess core box matchup um should be careful with my terminology there (laughs) uh to see how it goes once you've sort of optimized some um my perception is still that the uh cruel boys a cunning crew (laughs) are are probably positioned to be a better warband overall but it i mean dice go a long way in an aggro versus aggro matchup and obviously from these games you can see that it can go either way fairly easily so uh it's pretty nice to see that it's it's not a completely lopsided matchup yeah uh matt how about you uh
1: i would agree like i think the crowboys is is empirically a better warband which as a stormcast lover makes me sad. Um, (laughs) and I, I think a lot of that would come down to their, their surges and their objectives just being, you know, you know, easier to score better cards. Um, and, and that's fine. Like, I, I, like, I think that truth seekers still have some play. Um, they're just a lot more technical and weird to, to kind of figure out. Um, I, I will say like that it was a blast to play like this, this was a really fun match. And, um, especially when Luxo was kneeing orcs in the <laughs> face. At the end. I, I just, we were laughing so hard. It was, it was an absolute joy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, it was fun to watch. I, I enjoyed this This kind of uh, my, my second time through cause I, I watched through the once and, and got a kick out of uh, seeing it. It was fun to, it was fun to get, you know, to watch it once and uh, say, okay, like, here's what I think the reasoning is and just see the things that I, you know, I was missing just, uh, without your, your guys input, uh, to that effect, if you have been listening to this, uh, this is something that Phil and I've been thinking about trying to do for a while is trying, trying to do this, uh, verbal audio battle report, um, and trying to lean into some of the things that we can do here, which is, which is to kind of get both players, uh, talking about their reasoning as the game goes. Um, I don't know that we're going to be able to have visual aids with this one. That may be something we we go with uh, moving forward. We'll we'll uh, I'll take a look at that uh, possibility. Um, but uh, we'll let you know on that. Uh, if you like this, or if you think uh, there's other other ways you think it should be implemented, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on on the the style. Um, we've been trying to innovate a little bit. We got some good feedback on the uh, on the deck builds, uh, the live deck builds we've been doing. Uh, and so we want to continue to try things out. Um, and if you, if you like them, let us know, if you don't think they work, let us know too. So, um, any more thoughts on that, Phil?
2: No, I think that covers it.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. We'll, uh, we'll put it out. Uh, Matt, is there anything you're working on, uh, that you want to, uh, let people know about or anything you want to plug here?
1: um yeah like i I, the last couple weeks have been really busy for me so not much uh not much happening lately on my blog but um set the tempo blog um you can kind of find it anywhere on the internet um you know thanks everybody for reading and and this was a lot of fun i mean i've i've really enjoyed um seeing your deck building process and i think the more we can share those things um you know i i think the better it'll really be. um, I I think when the community can see how people are are building and thinking about different cards. um, I I always find that fun when when uh, two people have a difference of opinion, and and you've written something off, like, I I know, I do it all the time and go, Mm. I would never run that. And then I see somebody run it. I'm like, Yeah, I should probably (laughs) put that in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I know, I I think I've seen that uh, there's you're not the only one who's uh, hot on present, but I think I didn't really click for me until you described it here. So that's a good example of uh, sort of cross-pollination of ideas giving me some uh, good thoughts moving forward. So looking forward to that. Uh, with that, though, we are going to wrap it up here. Uh, you can get in touch with us, and please do. We Again, like I said, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We're at WTHCast or whatthehexcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out more of the network's content at themortalrealms.com uh significantly dogs of war cry have returned uh for their season four
2: question mark i season believe four? that is correct season four
0: um coinciding uh, this is actually coincidental but coinciding with red harvest dropping uh so if you are a war cry aficionado or want to be uh check those guys out and they've been getting a great response from that i haven't had time to listen to that uh just yet but uh uh, judging by all the people trotting over to our discord, uh, they must be doing mm-hmm. some inspirational things. Yeah. Uh, and we do run a discord, uh, where we talk about all kinds of sort of things. We, we try to have a, um, sort of a, a, real, uh, supportive community. There's a lot of focus on narrative play, um, uh, in that, but, uh, uh, come say hi. Uh, we're going to keep it a mystery if you're coming up because, uh, we don't know either. We're going to see, uh where the spirit moves us um, to uh, to record for our next one. Uh, and that may uh, that may get based off of uh, what your feedback is out there, listener. So uh, let us know. Uh, musical recommendation uh, for this episode is going to be Fight Test. That's a Flaming Lips song. Uh, I think off uh, Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots. Uh, that's it. For What the Hex, I've been Davey. This is Phil.
1: Where I'm Matt. Was it w- wasn't that the point of this episode? We, like we played the Gets Mirror match like you wanted DB. <laughs> what have you guys done?
0: Said I wasn't going to go blow by
3: blow but that I ended up doing that. Uh, <laughs> so